Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Luke chapter 15. And putting Luke 15 in context, you had to go back to Luke 14, which we've already covered. If you haven't listened to that podcast, please go back and do so. Um, but Jesus had been invited to a, 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 to eat a meal with a, a, at a Pharisee's house, and he had gathered a bunch of his friends. And, and so Jesus is going to take this opportunity to teach these Pharisees some lessons. And the first thing that he wants to teach them is about humility. And, and that's what he does in, in Luke 14. In Luke 15, he's trying to explain to them because they, they have a, a, a issue with him and the people that he hangs out with. And they're like, if, if this dude was really from God, there's no way he'd be hanging around these, as the New Living Translation uh, says, notorious sinners. And, and so um, Jesus is going to give them parables to try to explain to them what his mission is all about. And in the, in the last podcast, we, uh, we uh, broke down uh, the parable of uh, the lost sheep and the lost coin. They're both are similar. And it's talking about how uh, the shepherd leaves the 99 to go find the one sheep that went astray or uh, the, uh, the woman who lost one coin out of her 10 and she went to the extreme to find that one coin that she lost and to talk about how that's what jesus did he went to the extreme he 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 did whatever he had to do including going through a horrible death on on the cross so that we could be reconciled back to the father and uh and so we we broke down those two parables well today we're going to break down uh the parable of the prodigal son and uh I've never really realized this until I, I, I made the notes for this podcast, but I, I believe this is one of the most misused or taken out of context texts in the Bible, um, the prodigal son, because I, I, I don't think I've ever heard a sermon on the prodigal son where the preacher actually put this in the correct context, and that's what we're going to do today. Uh, because this, the, the parable of the prodigal son is not about some kid wandering away from the father and while the other brother's staying at home. It, it is about that, but it's not about that. It, it's, it, it, it's, it's about the Pharisees. And, and you'll see what I mean as we read this parable and, and we break it down as we go through it, and it will make sense. Because the context of Luke 14, 15, and 16 is Jesus talking about the Pharisees and he's telling his disciples, don't be like these guys, be like me. You can listen to what they say because they teach the law, but you need to listen to me and you need to follow after me because I am showing you the heart of God. These guys are supposed to show you the heart of God, but but they act one way in public and they act a a different way behind closed doors and they're, they're not showing the heart of God and I am so follow me and so he 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 gives them these parables to 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 the Pharisees so that they can hopefully see the error of their ways which 
it doesn't work. But uh, we're going to break down the, the the parable of the prodigal son, and it it starts in verse eleven. It goes through thirty two, so it's going to be kind of a, a lengthy reading. So uh, just bear with me here for a minute, and then we'll break it down. But Luke says to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story: a man and talking about the Pharisees, a man who had two sons. Uh, the younger son told his father, "I want to share, I want my share of your estate now before you die." So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all of his belongings and he moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all of his money in wild living. He just blew his money. Right about that time, his money ran out. A great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him. And the man sent him to the fields to feed the pigs. And the young man became so hungry that even the pods he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything to eat. And when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, At home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And I, here I am dying of hunger. So I'm going to go home to my father and I'm going to tell my father, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. And I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. And so he returned home to his father, and while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father said to the servants, it's like he didn't even pay attention to what his son was saying. His father says to the servants, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf that we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. And so the party began, Jesus said. His father, uh, let's see. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. And when he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what was going on. Your brother is back, he was told, and your father has killed the fattened calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. And the older brother was angry, and he wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years I have slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me told me to. And in all that time you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fatted calf. His father said to him, Look, dear son, you have always stayed by me, and everything I have is yours. We have we had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but he is found. So, Luke starts the parable off by saying, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told them this story. So, this is the evidence of, of, of what I was saying. that this, this parable of the prodigal son, or all three of these parables, in Luke 15, they are for the Pharisees who continue to reject the very Messiah that they've been pointing people to or should have been pointing people to. They studied the law their whole life. They're teaching the law. They've been studying the prophets. They're teaching what the prophets say. So they know the prophecies about the Messiah, but yet here is the very Messiah they've been looking for for all this time, and they're rejecting Jesus over and over and over again. 
And here, this is God in the flesh, the, the one who is showing the true heart of God. And they're saying, we don't want anything to do with this guy. we got to get rid of this guy. And in fact, they, they try to kill him many, many times until they finally do have their way and they get him uh, hung on the cross. But uh, Jesus was telling these these people that, look, you, you need to change your ways. You need to be... You, the, these people that you keep rejecting are the very people that you, that you need to be ministering to, and, and and so this this is the reason why the, the, there's this beef that goes on with Jesus and the Pharisees. They just they 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 think if this guy was God, there's no way he would hang out with these tax collectors and these sinners, and 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 the, and the the Pharisees they just didn't have anything to do with these people. And uh, and what they couldn't see is they were just like them, that they were sinners too. And they were never going to admit that because they would say, we're not in bondage to any man. We're, we're free because we belong to Abraham. So Jesus tells them these parables, and in particular today we're talking about the prodigal son. And so I, well, I want to break down uh, this parable of the prodigal son. And, and, and Luke says, or Jesus says, there's a man who had two sons. Now, in my opinion, Jesus is referring to the Pharisees who can't admit that they have sin and the people who know that they they have sin. And we're going to see this unfold at the end of the parable. So just hang with me uh, for a few minutes and and you'll see this. Uh, But one of the sons, he comes to his dad, and he says, "Pops, I want my inheritance. I'm, 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 I'm fixing to go live my own life. You know, he, he doesn't want to wait till his dad dies because that's when we get our inheritance most of the time. And and uh, and so he doesn't want to wait till his dad dies. He 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 want he wants it now um, because it, it, dad may not die for a long time, and he's ready. To, you know, he's 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 made some plans in his head. And he wants to go see what life beyond his dad's house is all about, and so." He makes his plans. He makes big plans, and 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 he wants to go to work on those plans, and 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 he wants to go do his own thing and, and live his own life. And so, uh, he goes to his dad and says, "Hey, I want my money. I'm out." And and I get to thinking, you know, this this is man. This kid who goes to his father, asks for his inheritance early, and then and leaves. This is us. Because like I said in the last podcast, Adam and Eve were in perfect communion with God in the Garden of Eden until they ate that fruit. That fruit that God said, do not eat of that one tree, that fruit of that one tree. And Satan comes along in the form of a serpent and he deceives Eve and he gets her to put her attention on that fruit. And next thing you know, she's eating that fruit because he has got her convinced that if she eats that fruit that she would be like God but she didn't realize that she already was in perfect communion with God and and, and she eats the fruit sin enters she passes it to Adam he eats sin enters and and every since they ate the fruit ever since they've ate that fruit man has been separated from God because of sin and we have lost that perfect communion, which is why Jesus had to come and die on the cross for our sin. And so that we can be reconciled, as Paul says, back to God. We can be made friends again with God through 
the blood of Jesus Christ. And so, uh, sin enters, right? Their eyes are open. Uh, they know they're naked. They know they're ashamed. And, and uh, they go and they hide from God. And, and God comes walking through the garden. And, and he knows what they've done. Nothing that we do gets by God. And, and he calls out to them. He knows they're hiding. And, and so uh, they, they, um, they, you know, we're, we're over here hiding. And he says, well, what have you done? And so he, he's getting them to acknowledge that they have sinned. And God ends up making a sacrifice. He kills an animal. And then he uh, uh, takes the skin from that animal and makes them clothing. And, and he covers up their shame, right? And so uh, they. This is exactly what happens with this kid who gets his inheritance money from his dad early, right? He 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 had it made with his father and with his family at home, um, but it just wasn't enough. He he got to thinking, and, and we do this all the time today. We. We, we can be content with what we have. We haven't, uh, most of us, for the most part, haven't made, but we, we always want that next thing. We're always looking for that next thing, and, and we got to have it. And, you know, and, and, and we're just never satisfied with where we are and with what we have. We, we want that next thing, no matter what toys we have no matter what cars we have no matter what kind of house we have we can have all this stuff but yet we always want something more and this that's what this kid was wanting he had it made it he was rich he had everything that he wanted he was so spoiled but yet he wanted to go do his own thing and live his own life and so he comes up with these plans and he's got to, he got to thinking there's got to be more than this. There's got to be more than this. Just like Eve did when the devil said, you can be just like God. He didn't say, I know you already have it made with God. I know you're already in perfection with God. See, he didn't say none of that. He, he, he twisted the truth. And he said, if you eat that fruit, you can be like God, knowing both good and evil. You know, you can have more than what you already have. Well, they were already in a place of perfection and they blew it. Just like this kid, he had it made and he blew it he was he 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 got out there and he was living life to the fullest he was ha having an awesome time just living it up and and as i said in the last podcast i mean let's just be honest sin is fun and and, and uh, you know it gives us high it gives us rush but at some point there will come a consequence to choosing to live a life of sin and that's what Jesus said in his parable. He says, a few days later, this younger son packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land. And there he wasted all his money in wild living. And the brother even, the other brother said that he was paying prostitutes with it. So he was in sexual sin and he's blowing his dad's money and his inheritance money on sin. And he's living it up, having a good time. And, and his, his plan is going just as he thought it would. He's just having a great time, living life to the fullest, and, 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 and just partying it up. But that, that inheritance money, since he didn't have any more coming in, it ran dry, right? 
And when he when he was at home, he didn't he didn't have a care in the world. He had it made, right? He, his bills were paid for him. He got anything that he wanted. He could do anything that he wanted. But now that he's out on his own, he didn't know really what responsibility was, and he didn't care because he was having fun. But now his money's gone. The women's gone. The food is even gone. He has no money to go buy food, and his smooth sailing that he was uh, 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 was just churning through the sea on, on smooth waters is now the waters the storm has come and, and the waters are getting rough and his his he's getting tossed to and fro and and he is so hungry he he's really basically at the point of death and and he's like if I don't eat soon you know. I, I, I'm going to starve to death. But what he didn't count on in his plans was a famine that came along. And so now he has no money. He has no friends. He has no women. He has nothing. And he has no food. And he has no money to buy food. And there's a famine in the land. So food is very scarce and it's hard to come by. And and he's, he's beginning to panic. And he's beginning to literally starve to death. You know, we, we say... All, all the time, I'm starving. But what we mean is, I'm hungry and I need to eat. And in reality, is most of us don't know what it means to literally be starving. I mean, to be so hungry that you are at the point of death because that is starvation. You aren't starving because you just had a huge meal uh, a couple of hours ago, kind of like when I eat Chinese. Uh, one of the things I do on Sunday when I get through loading my truck is I go uh, on my way home and I, I, I go by the local Chinese place and I get Chinese food. Well, I can eat Chinese and I'm full for about 30 minutes, no matter how much I eat of it. Uh, I get the sweet and sour chicken and the pepper steak with onion and I eat them both, the whole thing. And in, in within two hours, I'm, I'm hungry again. But I'll say, man, I'm starving. And I go look for a snack or something out of the refrigerator or something out of the pantry. But in, in just two hours, but I'm not starving because I just eat two hours ago. But that's what I say. I'm starving. But that just means, hey, I'm hungry. And I, you know, I can go in my kitchen and find me something else. Th- this kid, he couldn't do that. He, 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 was, he was literally broke and, and there was no food available because of this famine. And he's literally beginning to, to starve and panic's beginning to set in. And, and if he doesn't eat soon... He's going to die. And so this is how desperate this kid was to find food. He, he, he goes to a farmer and he persuades the farmer to hire him. And the guy was a pig farmer. Well, in this story, this kid would be a Jew because that's who Jesus was dealing with, was the Jews at this time. And, and so th- this kid would be a Jew. And Jews, knowing the law, would have nothing to do with a pig they, they they were unclean and and they could not eat pig and they would have no you know they surely wouldn't be feeding pigs or having anything to do with a pig and, but this kid was so hungry and he was so desperate he didn't care that he he was uh gonna break god's laws or do whatever he had to do uh to to live he didn't want to starve to death and so he goes and he takes care of this guy's pigs and if you think about it if you've ever been to a pig farm, it is nasty. It stinks. It just it stinks really, really bad. And this kid is in the mud with these pigs. He's hanging out with these pigs. He's feeding these pigs. 
and he notices that the pods that they're eating looks delicious. That's how desperate, that's how hungry this kid is. And 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 he 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 was at a point of starvation and and he was so hungry that he didn't want to wait and get paid whether it was at the end of the day or at the end of the week. He didn't want to wait to them because he might not make it. He's he's hungry now and he's so hungry that these pods that the pigs are eating, they look delicious. And we're talking nasty, stinky, muddy pig food. Gross. And 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 he's like, Man, I got I gotta have some of that. And 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 I got to thinking when I was uh writing the notes for this podcast was desperate people do desperate things desperate people do desperate things and especially when death is knocking at their door and this kid he was absolutely desperate and he was going to eat the pig's food but what gets me is that people are just like these pharisees jesus is talking to they 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 continue to reject jesus even though they're one heartbeat away one breath away from eternity that you know, they don't realize how desperate they are desperate people do desperate things I, it just fathoms me how these pharisees and how even people today don't realize i mean because they just live life every day and, and and they make plans for tomorrow they make plans for next week they make plans for next month they make plans for next year and years on down the road which is good to have goals don't don't misunderstand what i'm saying but they don't realize that their heart can stop beating in the next five seconds. Our, our, our breath could leave us in the next five minutes. We could be dead in the next minute. And, and there's no stopping death when it's our time to go. Death is coming. It's appointed on a man to die once and after this, the judgment. Everybody faces death. Even Jesus faced death death and and that ought to make us desperate and and wanting to know god and wanting to know jesus because god literally holds our souls in the palm of his hand he sent his son jesus to pay the price for our sins but if we don't know jesus we don't if we don't have a relationship with jesus if we've never made him our lord and savior then we haven't reached the point of desperation yet and 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 we we need to um, because if we die without Jesus, then we're separated from him for eternity with no second chances. And, and these Pharisees, they, they just haven't reached that point of desperation yet, I guess. And, and Jesus is trying to, to convince them in these parables that they, they need to have the heart of God. And, and so listen to what Jesus says about this kid. He says, you know, this kid, he, he's, he's seeing the pig's food and he's wanting to eat it because he's so hungry. Jesus says, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the higher servants have food enough to spare. In other words, they're not eating pig food. They're eating well and, and, they, and they have food to spare. So I'm going to go back home because uh, I'm sitting here dying of hunger. And, and I can just go to my father and I can tell my father, I say, he sees planning in his mind what he's going to tell his dad. Father, I sinned against both heaven and you and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son please take me on as a hired servant and so he returned home to his father but he came to his senses jesus said he finally came to his senses and i hope and i pray that that 
that if you are out there and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you come to your senses and that you would realize that, that you need Jesus. You need Jesus for your sins to be forgiven and to, to, to go to heaven. But I pray that people come to their senses and, and you know, realize that, that the blessings of God is where it's at, that we don't have to eat the pig slop that this world has to offer. God is sitting there on his throne, literally waiting to bless you if you would give your life to him. And, and to... I just don't understand why people continue to reject Jesus and what he has to offer. It's so much better than what the world has to offer. But so many people are being deceived by, by the devil. They're out there living it up. They're living in sin. And they're, they're thinking that everything is grand. But what they don't understand it is that one day something's going to happen that they didn't see coming. Just like this kid, this famine that he faced and he's starving. And they're going to hit a point of desperation. And I hope and pray that when that day comes, because it's coming, you live life to the fullest all you want, but there is a day of reckoning. There, is, there will come a day when the consequences will have to be paid. It's coming. And I hope and pray that you turn to God and that you go to Him for help before it's too late. But look what happens when this kid, he gets near the house. It says, Jesus says, while he's still a long way off, his father saw him coming. He's filled with love and compassion. He runs to his son, embraces him, and he kissed him. And his son said to him, Father, see, he had been planning on what he's going to tell his dad. And he tells him, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. But his father, he didn't even pay him no attention. He says, he turns to the servants, hey, go and, and bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet so he's barefooted. And kill the calf that we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast for this son of mine was dead and he's now returned to life. He was lost, but he is now found. So the party began, Jesus said. So I, I, I don't know how many times that I've had people say, I'm too bad for God to forgive me. You don't know what all I have done. Well, the things I have to say to that is this. Look, look at David in the Old Testament. He has an affair with Bathsheba. She becomes pregnant. And, and instead of just facing the consequences and, and owning up to what he did, he has Uriah, her husband, who is a soldier in his army. He puts him on the front line so he, he knows that he's going to be killed. So in other words, David has him basically murdered. And, and so he's, he's committed adultery with another man's... Uh, uh, and Uriah was his best soldier. And, and he had sex with, with his wife, got her pregnant, and now he's had him murdered. But yet God said that David was the apple of his eye. Look at Saul in the New Testament who was going around murdering Christians. When we did the podcast on the book of Acts, and you can go back and listen to that if you haven't ever studied the book of Acts. But uh, I did the podcast and breaking down the book of Acts, and we looked at Saul who uh, literally persecuted Christians. He was, break, he was going from house to house and pulling men and women out of the house and dragging them to prison where they would be killed many times because they were following Jesus. And yet he meets Jesus on the road to Damascus when he was on the road to Damascus to go persecute even more Christians. He meets Jesus 
and he became a Christian himself, and he spends the rest of his life telling people about Jesus. So that tells me that there is nothing, absolutely nothing, that you and I can do that is that is so bad that God will not and cannot forgive. He is willing to forgive if we just come to him. He is that father who sees his son from a distance and he runs out to him and he's welcoming, welcoming him back. That, that kid was stinky, nasty, smelt like pig slop, pig poop, pig, pig, just nasty. And, and, and the father didn't care. He just ran out and embraced him. He was so happy that he had returned home. And like Jesus said, it's like he had just been resurrected from the dead. He's back alive again. And, 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 and that's what God does for us. We're so stinky and nasty because of our sin. But yet Jesus' blood washes us whiter than snow. And he makes us clean. And, and and when we come to God, Jesus is talking about in these parables about how uh, uh, the angels in heaven rejoice. They party, man. And, and, and that's what Jesus is saying here. When this kid comes home, the dad says to the servant, he says, we're throwing the party. He killed the fattest calf that we got because it's party time. My my son has returned home He's like he's been raised from the dead. And, and this is actually the third time that Jesus mentions a party being held when someone gives their life to follow God. And it's, just, it's awesome, just a big party. But this kid illustrates the very people the Pharisees keep rejecting and have nothing to do with. The poor, the lame, the blind, the crippled. People who are helpless on their own and need hope. But also in this parable, there is another son. There's a second son. Um, and I believe that the, this, this other son, the one who stayed home the whole time with his dad, represents the Pharisees. And, and you'll see this as I, as I read about this other son. He says, Jesus says, Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working, and when he returned home, uh, the older son was in the fields working, and when he returned home, he heard music and dancing in the house, and he asked one of the servants what's going on, and, and they said, your, your brother's back, and and your father has killed the fatted calf, and we're celebrating because of his safe return. The older brother, get this, the older brother was angry, and he wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, All these years, I've slaved for you, and never once refused to do a single thing that you asked me to do. And in all that time, you've never, you never gave me even one young goat for a feast with my friends. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fatted calf. He said, I don't get it. Don't understand it. It ain't right. And his father said to him, Look, dear son, you've always stayed by me, and I, everything that I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now is found. So, people who come to their senses and realize that they're hopeless without God and they need forgiveness, they're, they're coming to Jesus. They're being healed. Demons are being cast out, right? All these people are, who have demons and their sicknesses and they, they need their sense. They realize I'm hopeless without Jesus. And so they're coming to Jesus and their sins are being forgiven. There's a party going on and the angels are rejoicing. They're full of joy. The people are because they're, they, they, they have, they have, 
they have their sins forgiven. They have this new freedom. They have found the Messiah. We see this over and over again as we're studying the book of Luke, the excitement that Jesus brings to people's lives. And, and, and the other brother doesn't like what he hears. He, he comes, comes in from working, and he, as he gets close to the house, he hears all this music and this dance, sees this dancing going on. And so he's going to be a party pooper, right? He's going to be a, what we call a stick in the mud. It's just like the Pharisees. They should be rejoicing what they are witnessing going on around them, but instead they aren't happy about it at all, and they're trying their best to put an end to the party. They ain't having it. They ain't having it. If this guy was the Messiah, there's no way he would be hanging around this kind of people. And, and just like Jesus says in the parable, this older brother, he was angry. And he wouldn't go in. He would not go into that party if, if his life depended on it. He was mad. His father comes out and begs him, come join the party, son, and celebrate the return of your brother with us. And he's like, nope, I ain't doing it. I ain't going in there. I've been here this whole time. I've done everything you ever asked me to do. I've kept the law. I've taught the law. I keep myself pure. And you never did anything like this for me. That's what the Pharisees would be saying. You didn't give me a goat to party with my friends, and you're giving this kid who squandered all of this inheritance and rebelled against you a party, and you know you didn't do any of this for me. And that's basically what the Pharisees are saying. Why? Why are you hanging around this type of people? These because they they stuck their noses up to the poor. They walked by the poor. They 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 didn't help people. And, and they did not show the heart of God. And, and Jesus is saying, this is the, you're the other brother. You're the one who's, who's uh, you see the party going on, but you, you, don't want, you don't want to be a part of the party. You're mad and you're angry about your brother. Yes, he's, he's been out there living in sin, but he has come home. He has repented and he has asked for forgiveness. And, and, and now that he is home, it's like he's been raised from the dead and it's time to party. And, and the son's saying, it's just not right. It's just not fair. And that's just like the Pharisees. They're saying, we don't want no part of this. We, we don't agree with what you're doing. And so the father tells his son, he says, look, dear son, you've always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and he'd come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. And it's just like that sheep, that one sheep that we talked about in the last podcast that went astray, just like that silver coin that was lost. The son was lost, but now he is found, and there's a party. And so just like I said a while ago, the, the, the Pharisees, to put this in the correct context, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees. He's talking to his disciples and telling them not to be like the Pharisees. Um, and, and so the Pharisees then are... They are that other brother, the one who stayed home. They are angry with Jesus. They, they, they disagree with everything that he's doing. They try to accuse him of having a devil uh, or a demon. Um, they should be excited. They should be rejoicing. You know, the Messiah they've been talking about for years and years and years and teaching about and looking for for hundreds of years. He's here. He's literally standing right before their very eyes and they're mad. They're, they're, they're absolutely angry about it. They're sulking and they're missing out. They will not join the party. And I just want to say, don't be like 
the Pharisees, man. And that's what Jesus is telling his disciples, and that's what Jesus is telling us. He's saying, follow my example and not these Pharisees. You know, get get involved with the lives of the people who need hope. Get involved in the people who need Jesus and share Jesus with these people. Don't do like the Pharisees did and reject the very people that need Jesus. See, you you may be more wealthy than they are. You may be higher on the social ladder, if you will, than they are. They they may not look as nice as you do. They may be nasty. They they may stink even. They may have addictions that you don't battle, that you don't understand. They may struggle with a different sin than you do. But but listen, in the eyes of God, as I said in the last podcast, there is no difference in sin. Sin is sin. There, there's no big sin, little sin. It's all sin. And it all needs to be forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. And no matter how nasty a person is, who is stained by the sin of this world that we live in and walk in, we all need Jesus. We all have a soul that needs to be forgiven, that needs to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Everybody deserves an opportunity to hear the message of the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And if you don't tell, then who will? Never, never depend upon somebody else to do your job. And our job is to plant and water seed, to tell people what Jesus has done for them on the cross and how he come out of that tomb three days later and alive and he has made the sacrifice so that their sins can be forgiven. And give them the opportunity to say yes or no If you have never given your life to Jesus Christ, I I just hope and pray that you are not like the Pharisees, that you are mad and angry and don't want no part of Jesus. But I I hope and pray that you hear these, these stories from Luke's gospel, that you hear the Spirit crying out to you saying, come and join the party. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Be washed in His blood. Be baptized for the remission of your sins and be filled with the Holy Spirit. That your sins be forgiven. Rejoice. 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 Be glad. Be happy. Celebrate. Because the angels in heaven are celebrating when somebody is washed in the blood of Jesus. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and you want to know how you can do that, or if I can put you in contact with somebody in your area that would walk you through what you need to do to be become a believer in Jesus Christ and to follow Jesus Christ, or if you need encouragement, if you if you need prayer, anything that we can help you with, please contact me at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com and I will help you get in touch with somebody in your area that will help you with whatever situation you're facing in life. Um, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then don't don't be like the Pharisees and just hang out with your church buddies. Get out in the world. Get go out there and get dirty, get nasty and share Jesus with the hopeless because that's exactly what Jesus did. He gave hope because he is hope. And everybody deserves hope because that's what we're looking for. And that's Jesus. And we need to point people to.
to Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.